If you think you know more, you're probably right. This is Run the Ball! Alright, uh, <laughs> hello and welcome to Run the Ball, episode 9? Nine. Is this nine? Or eight, eight or nine? nine? Eight or nine. Eight or nine, somewhere around there. I don't there. know, we're having we're, too we're much gonna fun. We're going to stop counting count. episodes eventually. <laughs> nine, nine, nine. Yeah, and just welcome <laughs> to this week's episode. Uh, so a lot to talk about today, a lot of, uh, a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, we got World Series. Uh, yeah. We got to talk about. Uh, we got to kind of preview that uh, game one's going on tonight as we're recording this. Uh, it'll be last night when you're hearing this, most likely. Um, Don't worry, so we'll give you play-by-play reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's on right now while we're recording. Yeah. Uh, NFL. Uh, got to talk a little bit about some stuff happening in the yeah, NFL. Uniform. Uh, first week of the NBA season. <laughs> Uh, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff coming. A lot of uh, MLS is in its last week. Yeah. Uh, if uh, anything happened in the NHL this first week, something. Uh, we'll, I mean, we'll NHL's just kind of rolling right now, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Uh, so lots of stuff to talk about. <laughs> lots of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Uh, dropped the ball coming up later. Yeah. Woo! Connor's um, excited about that. I do want to say thank you, everybody, to uh, commenting on all of our posts. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun kind of talking with y'all this week, but we'll get into some of those, like the ugliest uniforms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the ugly uniform. That I, I made the post, and then I forgot <laughs> about it. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, that's another big thing we can talk about is uh, uniforms. Yeah. Uh, who has the best uniforms in sports and who has some of the worst uniforms in sports? Yeah, we'll be bringing it up uh, around the NFL. Yeah. Did you not see the post, part. Connor? Bruh, I... I barely follow my own posts when I make them. <laughs> I just kind of drop the post and then it's like, uh-uh, forget about it. Don't worry this about This week on Drop the Ball, Connor dropped the ball by not looking at what our the, posts. The what you talking? <laughs> you were like, hey, I forgot about the post. That's you dropping the ball, yeah. sir. Okay. You dropped the ball. Okay. I don't know uh, how I feel about that voice. Yeah, I don't know. That was interesting. <laughs> it was uh, a cookie monster. So, yeah, so... <laughs> Some big announcements around our area and uh, in some big sports today. Uh, Glenn, as our uh, esports uh, expert, <laughs> <laughs> as our gaming expert, yeah, uh, gaming expert. Yes. What happened? So a lot of cool things have actually happened today. Uh, two big announcements actually happened. One is Atlanta's Overwatch League name finally happened. It's at the Atlanta Rain. Go check them out on Instagram at Atlanta Rain or on Twitter at Atlanta Rain. Yeah, the, um, really excited. Logo looks super nice. The logo looks sweet. And that like, name, like, ah, oh, I'm so digging it. I'm really happy for Atlanta. I cannot wait for that. Yeah, and I guess roster annou- announcements and things like that will come uh, later. Yeah, uh, probably pretty soon though. Uh, yeah, I would think so. The league will the league starts around I think February March, so okay. they're definitely going to have to be kind of. Starting to rattle those out pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, um, that's awesome. The other uh, thing I forgot to tell y'all about with the esports was Nike actually just got finished signing an esports player to uh, to the, to a contract. Wow. Okay. So we now have an esports, and he's getting with LeBron James uh, on a project to All release right. some uh, to release some Nike gear. Nike, so y'all keep I guess assume he's playing 2K League if he's getting with LeBron James or something. Um, Isn't there a 2K League? There's a 2K League, Madden League. You got yeah. League of Legends presented by Blizzard and then yeah. Overwatch. I just saw uh, the Peach Belt uh, Conference, which is the Division Two conference where our uh, university, your, your two guys' alma mater, soon to be my <laughs> alma mater, alma mater. Uh, they used to play in the Peach Belt Conference. And uh, they just posted, made a post today. They have three teams playing in the first Division Two championship uh, 
of uh, League. League of Legends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, I think Georgia College, UNC Pembroke, and uh, what was the third one? Uh, I probably believe something like yeah. uh, I probably North Georgia. South, I think, yeah. I think it's North Georgia. Yeah. Um, uh, it's so. becoming a big deal, and uh, I've actually been um, been trying to follow that in terms of universities and high schools and kind of like keeping yeah. track with it. League of Legends is kind of the direction that they're taking it to kind of introduce yeah. that thought process of bringing kind of esports yeah. into the now, I just saw that post today and I thought I thought it was really interesting and uh uh we talked to our our buddy Miguel's in there probably playing League of Legends right now. He's one of our uh, my Connor and my roommates. He plays all the time, and I was telling him about it, and he was like, whoa, yeah, I got I to check that out. All of a sudden, so. Miguel's going to transfer schools on us. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's definitely becoming something big. Um, it's just it took things like League of Legends, Madden, yeah. and Overwatch to kind of solidify a consistent tournament to finally get to this point where people can finally say, like, okay, like E-League is actually kind of becoming a bit of a thing. All right, so. yeah. 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 Also, big news in our immediate area. Uh, Birmingham announced today, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yes, last night. Uh, it's uh, it was today. The official announcement will be tomorrow. Okay. Uh, that the G League, New Orleans G League, will be bringing a team to Birmingham. They'll play in Legacy Arena. Yeah. Uh, the BJCC. So we have a uh, a all five major sports yeah. are in the Birmingham area because you got the Barons. Playing baseball, you'll yep. have this G League team playing basketball. Yep. The Birmingham Bulls playing hockey. Uh, Birmingham Legion playing the, soccer. Yeah, the Birmingham Legion playing soccer. And, the, and then you got the alliance of uh, the Birmingham Iron. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Who just Huge. got finished uh, signing Davis from Auburn that did the pick six return. Oh, yeah, Chris Davis. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's on the roster. Blake Sims also on the roster. Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson's on that roster. A lot of uh, a lot, lot of local uh, guys. To, uh, so uh, make sure we check that out, I guess, in February, I think, is when their first game yeah. is. They, uh, so, the, the league itself is actually pretty good. But, yeah, we got all five. Yeah. Um, it feels kind of weird to say that, you know, Birmingham all of a sudden has all five, five major sports. sports teams. None yeah. of them are in the top leagues, but, like, hey. Yeah, we're, like there. we're, we're close. We're Eventually. close. Um, but I'll take it. I mean, we have was it? You got your two developments, which are Barons and whatever this G League will be called. Yeah. And then you have Legion, who's kind of a standalone. Like they're out there actually trying to get a championship. It just so happens to only be in second tier. And then I kind of basically the same deal with uh, the Bulls, because they they do the Southern Professional Hockey League. Okay. So it's its own entity. It's not the AHL, which is what a lot of people think they're in. Yeah. The AHL is that de- kind of like that second tier development league to the NHL. We are not in that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. So uh, that's the news happening locally. Uh, so what do we got next? Uh, we got a uh, NFL next. Um. Well, I kind of got my quick. Oh yeah. Sh- oh yeah. The Shanghai Open. Yeah. Sorry. I know. I don't know how people feel about. Uh, Golf, and then like even more, I'm following the less followed women's golf. Yeah. Um. So, but I mean, I don't know. I like it. It like I've always been saying these past however many podcasts, it's super competitive, and I love it. Um. Just this week, we saw where a third different country just in the past three weeks crowned a champion. I mean, uh, Danielle Kang, yeah. USA's own. Um. Just got finished winning the tournament. Winning the tournament. Uh. Kind of in a Surprise fashion. She didn't actually um, – she wasn't really in in any uh, form to make it. And then just these last few days, 
she came in and kind of took Shanghai by surprise. Yeah. And ended up winning it by, I think, one stroke over uh, the person that everybody thought it would be, which is, uh, I think her name is Aria Jutanagarn, uh, as I think how you say her name. Yeah. Um, but she's kind of like the one that everybody expected. She's leading in every single category going into the Rolex. The only person that's beating her right now is Sun Hyun Park for placement. She's first. And Aria is like second place very, very close. I think she's one win away from basically taking that Rolex position and being a number one uh, LPGA player. So um, definitely with these last few tournaments that are coming up on this year, uh, it's going to be great. Right now they just got finished moving down to uh, Thailand. So they'll be in Thailand this week. I think it's Japan next week. And then I think they finally round it all out in uh, Florida for the year. So Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So big things happening in the LPGA now. Uh, I guess we get to the NFL. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I, don't, I, don't I don't think I have anything uh, that's just odd and stood out to me. Uh, I know. I'm kind of that. I mean, I follow disc golf, and nobody knows anything yeah. about disc golf, so I'm not, I'm not even going to talk about that. Well, I'm sure everybody uh, just gets to my LPGA and like, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I mean, so, like, uh, that, I mean, that's what we want, and that's that's kind of what we're all about. We follow all the different types of sports. Um, yeah. That's why we always love hearing y'all's feedback. If y'all have got stories you want us to follow, any type of sports, you're like, hey, why don't you take a look at this and give it a shout-out? Hey. For sure. Give yeah, us, like, give us two days, and I feel like we'll have a general knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're here for that. So. Uh, yeah, so NFL, uh, a couple big developments uh, this week. Uh, John Gruden traded Amari Cooper, or the Oakland Raiders traded Amari Cooper to the Dallas Cowboys. Raiders Good. slowly getting raided. Aww. Yeah, yeah. So the Raiders are trading everybody off. Uh, it seems like there's going to be a mutiny in the uh, in the locker room oh right gosh, now. Everybody's yeah. upset. Well, nobody uh, likes Derek Carr right now either. Yeah, nobody likes Derek Carr. I don't know why. Yeah, like, I don't man. know what he's done off the field or anything like that. But yeah, everybody's just uh, yeah, a lot of stuff no going trust. on in that Oakland locker room. Uh, but the uh, Cowboys have been complaining about not having a number one right wide receiver for a while now. Well, uh, you dropped your number one wide receiver. Well, yeah, yeah, they didn't sign resign Des Bryant, and uh, then, so then they go out and they get one. Yeah. They spent a first pick, a first round pick to get him. But uh, go out and get Amari Cooper, who uh, just clashed with John Gruden. I think John Gruden said he wasn't showing enough effort or anything, which is interesting because Amari yeah. Cooper's never been questioned for effort. Uh, it might be something as simple. It just seems like everybody just kind of wants out right now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's no telling what's going on. Yeah, John Gruden is shipping them off. Yeah. He's like, which, all right, you don't agree? See ya. <laughs> which, I mean, Dallas, this is the perfect moment for Dallas. Yeah. Because Redskins, horrible. Um, yeah. Eagles, Eagles. Well, the Redskins are four and two. They're like, okay. yeah. I mean, they haven't played anybody. Yeah. But it was just like what, what was it? I saw. Uh, which I can't say too much about the Chargers because my man Chris Chris Landrum is on that team. Yeah. So I'm gonna try not to talk too much about them. But after the win against uh, the Titans, <laughs> they showed their schedule. They're like, Chargers are four and two. Are they the real thing? And I just sat there and looked at their wins, and I was like, San Francisco, Tennessee. And like these, uh, like Oakland, the Browns. Yeah, Cleveland. and I was just kind of <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I would love to say yes, but their four wins are not against quality teams, and their two losses are like against the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, like teams that would pop out for being a reason why you would want to consider them something with that four and two record. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, I get that. So, uh, I guess we can get into all the Oakland stuff. You say Derek Carr is not very light, well liked right now. Right. Uh, there's no a lot of stuff going him on around master. him. Uh, yeah. I mean, what? Gosh. I mean, just a couple years ago, he like was this the Raiders team. Yeah, he was the man. The Raiders were young. They were. They had a nasty defense. They had uh, Derek Carr, Mark Cooper. They were in the first round of the playoffs. They had a chance to beat the uh, the Patriots. Everybody was run. talking about how they were like one year away. They yeah, were they, they were so close. And now John Gruden comes in and just dismantles all of it. <laughs> like, well, it makes me wonder: is this like a philosophy thing here, where maybe they're not like just buying into the philosophy he has, or I don't know? Is he just being I, stubborn I like in his and, ways? Uh, he, I feel like he and Del Rio would have similar philosophies. I well, mean, I mean, yeah, like everything about the him being hired just seemed like. Oakland seemed like was, it was going to be a fit. Yeah, and it was. It was supposed to be a shoot. It gets there and it's like, nope. It's okay. Well, we don't want Khalil Max. He doesn't want to be here. Well, Mark Hoover's yeah. not showing effort. Well, you so didn't give him, him a out. chance to say he wanted to be here. Really, I mean, he was like, well, I just assumed he didn't want to be here, so I traded him. And then Khalil Mack was like, yeah, I would have. I would have signed an extension if they'd have offered me one. Like. <laughs> So, I mean, it's yeah. just like John Gruden is, like, just wrecking it. And now Khalil Mack is, like, destroying it over in Chicago, bringing yeah. the Chicago defense back to being something fearsome yeah. to face. It's like, I mean, I guess John Gruden wants to tear it all the way down and then build it back up brick by – I mean, he got a 10-year contract uh, yeah, worth exactly a ton of money. Anywhere. So, like, they'll give him the time, I assume. So, I guess if you got time to do that, why not try to do that? Well, I mean, if Oakland wanted to pay out some type of contract – Dear gosh, they would have to get a crappy. <laughs> They'd have to pull an Ogeron. Yeah. Just to kind of have somebody in that position right there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, uh, a lot happening right there. And then um, the beast, Marshawn Lynch, I think, is injured for for uh, for the Raiders as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's hurt. He's hurt. And then uh, – oh, Le'Veon Bell made some comments on Cowherd the other day. Uh yeah, and then uh, what was the thing? Me, I meant to send this to you about it, about the two safeties that got into it during Carolina Philadelphia. Oh yeah, Eric Reed and uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah. So they, I think it was he called Jenkins a sellout, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, I don't understand. Like they, so Eric Reed claims to like, or he is the second guy in this Kaepernick. Like I'm gonna kneel for the national anthem and protest. Uh, uh, things that I think should be better. Yeah, like um, the police brutality and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, so th those, what if they say they're protesting? So uh, Malcolm Jenkins did this, but he actually kind of followed through, and instead of just doing it, he, d he decided he wanted to be proactive about it and create an organization that worked with the league to try to, uh, to work out their differences and stuff. Right. And so because he did that uh, – Eric Reed said he was a sellout, and that like, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, Eric Reed, he was saying that rather than actually standing for the protest, yeah, he did it to get himself in a better position. That Jenkins yeah. used it to get into a better position, which I don't really understand. Like, I guess I could yeah. kind of see it because, like, all of a sudden Jenkins becomes valuable to the league because he's supposed to be kind of like that bridge. Yeah, and so it's not really no longer him kind of going against the league it's him working with the league yeah i mean 
it sounds like Eric Reed's just mad he didn't come up with the idea first. <laughs> like honestly, I, it's not that I don't like. I, yeah. I respect for I have respect for what Reed stands for. Yeah, and what they're trying to do because I mean, you you got to have a stance. You got to have a stance for something, or you're gonna fall for everything. Yeah, and so I respect it. Quoting Hamilton over there. Whenever, <laughs> whenever it comes to his attitude, like when it comes to football and everything like that, I cannot stand the guy. Yeah. It's just like with LeBron. LeBron, 100% respect LeBron as a human being. He's a great guy. Does so much for the community. Yeah. The moment he puts a basketball in his hand, I just can't get with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, it just it seems like two guys that everybody thought were on the same side of this movement are now at going at each other. Right. And uh, to me, I think it weakens the movement a little bit. It, it will think. because yeah. that's two major leaders that for are sure. left in the league. For sure. And I, I don't know if Eric Reed realizes that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think he's uh, he's weakening his own movement a little bit. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, and the other thing, too, is the media is not really following it anymore either. You don't yeah. hear about it half as much as you did, like, last year. It was every Sunday. The cameras yeah. would, instead of the cameras looking at the flag, the cameras were looking on the sidelines trying to find somebody. Yeah. And now it, they almost treat it like whenever somebody wa- runs out on the field. Cameras so no longer look at it. Don't show it. Yeah. yeah just, just kill the feed. Yeah. So. So. That's kind of the NFL right now. I mean, yeah, Mahomes uh, is going off over in Mahomes Kansas City. Is, uh, Mahomes is playing great. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Drew Brees finally beat all 32 teams in the NFL yes. by beating Baltimore. Yes, yes, let's he talk did. about Let's talk about another thing that Drew Brees is destroying yeah. right now. Did we talk about last week him breaking the uh, the record? Yeah, and like them stopping the game, like giving him the the little certificate, <laughs> like they just stopped the game and had a had a whole little ceremony in like the first quarter. Like <laughs> still loving that Peyton Manning commercial where he's just sitting there like cutting something. Like it looks like he's getting ready to cook, and they're like, "Hey, Drew Brees just broke one of your records." Oh, which one? Well, he broke your passing record. Oh, okay, cool. So he didn't touch the touchdown record. Nah, I mean he's on he's on. Yeah. Uh, Par to actually beat that by the end of this season. Okay, listen here, Drew Brees. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Just when you thought Dodgers might be in some trouble, they just got finished scoring a solo home run to make it two one right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it here in a in, in a moment. Uh, what we got next? NBA? Uh, or, yeah, uh, I think uh, no MLS. I think is next, right? Uh, let's go. Let's. let's Which one is it, producer? And let's do MLS real quick. All right, okay. so MLS. We're, we're going the out of the order of worship, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> this is a call to that. Still funny. <laughs> yeah. We accidentally did the offering him and not the third one. Yeah. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk some MLS then. A uh, lot of stuff happening, especially today. Uh, yeah. Uh, so today was today the uh, the Tata announcement. Yeah, that was today uh, was official. Uh, uh, today uh, was the official. Uh, Atlanta United's coach Tata said he would be stepping away at the end of the season. Oh, uh, to uh, what he it, said it, for personal reasons. For personal reasons. Um, and uh, I, Glenn and I both assume that his personal reasons are. I'm going to take one of the two national jobs that everybody's uh, <laughs> kind of whispering before. that it's happening it's like, for. Oh, yeah, I'm going to step away for personal reasons. Personally, I want to coach Argentina or Mexico. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, I, and I, like, I could kind of understand that. Like, if you want to say that's for personal reasons, it's probably him wanting to yeah. take time to uh, – it's probably him wanting to take time to 
look at the offers and see who can kind of yeah. give him what he wants. Yeah, so, I mean, he's linked to two jobs right now, which is the Mex- Mexican national team and the Argentinian national team. Uh, he is Argentinian-born. Yeah. He has coached them before. Uh, he's been their head coach before. I, I, I assume he played uh, for Argentina um, at some point. If he was good, I, I don't know. I'll I don't be completely know, honest. I, I haven't ever actually history. looked at his soccer career. And yeah, I, I don't right. know his playing history or anything. But I know he, he coached Argentina before. Right. And uh, now he's at Atlanta, and they have uh, taken the league really by storm the last couple of years. I mean, they're um, averaging almost sixty thousand people a game. Yeah, yeah, so. uh, huge attendance. And uh, a very offensive style of uh, of soccer. Very aggressive. Uh, uh, Josef Martinez gonna probably going to win the Golden Boot. Uh, I think oh. it's pretty much a lock Yeah, uh, that the forward for uh, Atlanta is going to win. But I can't uh, deny, like, uh, was it Wayne Rooney came in, turned yeah. a destroyed D.C. United team yeah. to actually clinching a playoff Zlatan's spot. Zlatan's played really well, And that's what too. I was about to say. Zlatan has actually put L.A., and a yeah. way that if everything happens and right the guy, this weekend, there's another guy for LA for the other LA uh, that's playing really well. Yeah, I, uh, oh man, uh, I think it's he's got. I want to say because they just released their jersey sales. Is uh, it Salah this year. or no? Not yeah. Salah. Uh, there, there's uh, one guy for the uh, LAFC for LAFC where that's like the second or third guy. In yeah, because I mean, sales. obviously Ibrahimovic is number one. Yeah, yeah, like the moment they announced Ibrahimovic, it was Zlatan. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, yet again, like, the league has done such an amazing job kind of getting what they need. Um, it's Villa, Carlos Villa. Yes, yes, um, yes. He's number two in sales. Jose Martinez is three. Wayne Rooney, four. And then Miggy, Miguel Almiron. Yeah, so two Atlanta FC, uh, or Atlanta FC, Atlanta yeah, United. Atlanta FC. Uh, I know, it's a yeah. mouthful. AUFC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, in terms of uh, kind of t- talking about it around the week, um, like I said, Wayne Rooney somehow took a U- D.C. United team that was horrible, had no hope, to all of a sudden they actually clinched the number five spot. Wow. Zlatan Ibrahimovic came in for L.A., and honestly, I'll be the first one to say it. Even whenever he came in, I was like, they're not going to be able to do anything. Just because yeah. he's a superstar, he's not going to be able to turn it around. They're in seventh place right now. But with the way things look, if Real uh, Real Salt Lake somehow drops the ball this week, um, and LA wins, that actually clinches them inside the playoffs for the number six seed. So, it's it's one of those things where like this week is yeah. super important for a lot of reasons. Yeah, yeah. So you got a lot of people kind of on that on that bubble trying to make it and uh, trying to clinch and trying to hold on. Yeah. So uh, it'd be interesting last week. Uh, has uh, Atlanta locked up the one seed in uh, in the East? Sadly, no. We got to go and play Toronto and win. And if we win against Toronto, then not only do we lock the number one seed, but we win the Supporters Shield for having the best record. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. MLS regular. It'd season. be nice to get the Supporters Shield, but I don't think it'll matter. I think Atlanta Atlanta will run through the playoffs. I think I it's <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm kind of hoping for too. Um, the only team that I see being an issue is the only team that we've lost to like pretty badly and that's New York Red Bulls. Yeah. Because they know our weakness and not only do they know their our weakness, but they do really well well it's to, uh to apply it. Yeah. It's it's the caveat of playing such an offensive style is that you're gonna get countered attacked. Yeah. Uh, it's don't give Atlanta the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which something interesting, I wanted to get both of your opinions on this. 
Um, this was some music. <laughs> Connor said no. <laughs> All right, listen here, Mr. Sassy. Hey. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the order of worship, Glenn. Come on. No, I'm, uh, no, it's it's actually it's it's kind of like on on the two subjects we just got finished talking about. So the Columbus crew is kind of an is- been kind of an issue lately where they might be going down to Austin. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know if they've officially. I don't think it's so much they've officially been bought, but they're super interested by the Cleveland Browns ownership group. Oh my gosh! To own the Columbus crew. Why would anyone let keep them the Cleveland Browns Browns ownership buy them? <laughs> Hold up! Here's the only reason, <laughs> and I'll let you answer. Here's the only reason is because they swore that they would keep them in Columbus, which is what Columbus Crew fans want right now. Wait a minute! You tell me the Browns <sighs> got money to spend right now. I'm just saying. That, well, that, I mean, they but, have discount brown bags at the entrance of every game. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I didn't think about what I was saying until I said that one. <laughs> Man. I don't think we have any Cleveland Brown fans out there. Maybe not. Uh, there's Hopefully some. Not. There's already, some. I've already been called out last <laughs> week about some of my comments yeah. from the last podcast. Yeah, you did. Andy's really mad. Like yeah, on yeah. The we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get to Andy. We'll get we'll, we'll get handle to Andy. <laughs> we'll handle Andy. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get to him when we get to NBA. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, but yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah. No, I like, what are, what's y'all's thoughts on that? I just why would you allow yourselves to be bought by uh, an ownership group that is the owner of probably the worst professional franchise in the history of ever yeah, <laughs> like and okay so like i'm sitting here looking at it now and like yeah they're, so they're in negotiations right now to buy okay. out the crew yeah and well it's because it's been this huge thing where like at a certain point i guess if you're selling like money's money but well, no that's the thing they weren't <laughs> actually selling they were actually moving them to austin yeah but the problem is is ever since they talked about moving them to austin Every single time they've tried to think they found a spot in Austin to move the team, yeah, it's always been no, 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 and like even people in Austin don't want this team, and so now I think it's just like trying to figure out what to do with them because you've already announced, oh hey, we're moving yeah. them. That now I'm wondering if it's just like you said, like maybe he's just trying to get a quick paycheck and just get out of there. Yeah, uh, unless you're just selling them for the money, why would you? Why would you try to? Yeah, because like. I don't know. I, I know I would not want that ownership group to buy no. me. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, well, I mean, the only never mind. I I've already said one thing. I can't say anything else. <laughs> I, I've kind of suspended myself from saying anything else. Uh, love you, Columbus, Ohio. Love you, yeah. Cleveland, Ohio. Stay classy. All right. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess that's about it for uh, MLS. Uh, really interesting last week to uh, to pay attention to. Obviously, we'll cover that next week. Uh, what all happens this week? Uh, so yeah, so look forward to the next podcast on more MLS news. Don't give me that. Next, look, <laughs> we get to the NBA, and uh, all right. So uh, so our buddy Andy, uh, Connor and I played in a band with Andy. Uh, we love Andy, and Andy's great. Uh, Andy, super funny guy. Andy is. He he's not he. Yeah, he's kind of mad at us right now because uh, a no, couple no, weeks no, no, ago, no, no, right? No, 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 no. His anger is misplaced. His anger is misplaced at one uh, at all three of us, when it should be only at one person. Me? Well, no, 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 no. no, no. Somebody made some comments last week. 
Last week? <laughs> yeah, remember we were recording last week and it was, and we were talking about uh the Pelicans. No, that was two weeks ago when no, we said when we were talking was, about the Pelicans. No, it was actually. Week. Was it last week? Yeah, remember we, we got the calzones, it. bruh. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, that was last week. I okay. have no recollection. <laughs> I <have> no, <laughs> no, no, like so so he uh Andy's a big Pelicans fan, and uh, what 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 did he say, Connor? He, he he was on the verge of giving us a three star review. Hold on, is let that me, what he let said? Let me read the text message. Oh, <laughs> let me read the text. I got the text right here. Hold up, Andy. We're calling you. I, out. Didn't, I didn't think we said anything that bad about the Pelicans. I think it was mostly about me saying that he's going to want to get out of town I, if he wants to win a championship. Oh, Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah. I thought he okay. was. I thought he was mad because I said something derogatory about LeBron because we know. About Andy's love yeah, for Andy LeBron. Yeah, Andy loves LeBron. I love LeBron, too. I don't. Andy and I share that love of LeBron. Okay, so here's here's what he said. going to end up becoming the most hated guy in this podcast. <laughs> How did that happen? And I say outlandish crap all the time. <laughs> all right. So, But you're enduring. <laughs> right? Like, I'm glad you caught on. Um, he said, I'm filing a formal complaint with your podcast. And I said... <laughs> And I said, what about, sir, negative Anthony Davis talk? <laughs> Which wasn't See, you. It was, it's really <laughs> your co-host. You're still my boy. I said, what was said again? Because, you know, I slept since then. And he <laughs> said, brought up Anthony Davis trade rumors and generally disparaged the lack of success. And he put that in quotation. So I'm going to read it as air quotes. The lack of success. Of the New Orleans Pelican franchise, I was hurt, really hurt. And then I said, I don't think it was that bad. He said, I'm too sensitive, but I come to you guys for hard-hitting sports talk, the only locker room talk I like. Instead, I heard unnecessary <laughs> bad-mouthing about my favorite team. And then, hold on, it gets better. Hold oh, on. man, I'm in trouble. He said, I do not want – I do not want to write only a three-star iTunes review of your <laughs> podcast, but you guys may have forced my hand. I said, come on. Can we get Andy on the podcast next week? Listen, we're going to have to get him <laughs> and a few people. I've already got, enough, I've already got a lot oh, of other people man. asking. And I, <laughs> I said, come on. He said, start a call-in segment for listeners to air their grievances. I can be like Tammy on Fine Bomb. <laughs> He's going to be our Tammy? <laughs> I'm actually kind of okay with this phone call. He said, he said, well, we got to bring Andy in one day and discuss this because, like, I just, uh, the Pelicans have never been really successful. Like, hold when on. they were the Hornets. Hold up, hold up, Chris hold up. Paul, He's uh, only mad at me. You're going to have to let me take that. No, I mean, because I'm pretty sure I said the, the said it too. Like, I brought, I brought up the whole Anthony Davis thing. Like I love it. I think Anthony Davis is the second best player in the NBA, the second to LeBron. I don't think he's going to get noticed that well in New Orleans. Not whenever you're only winning like, one playoff series and then getting destroyed the next one. Yeah, they need they need other talent around him, and New Orleans just hasn't provided that. Andy, I apologize, but I have to stand yeah. by my. They had uh, Boogie, but he got hurt thought. last year. So they, they tried last year. They last year was a really good shot at well, it. Well, and then you had Rondo as a point guard. Yeah, yeah. Rondo's got some paws, man. <laughs> Rondo, Rondo's throwing throwing bows. Yeah, but like, okay, like you good to have paws and you good to have throws, but like, yeah. let's be honest, your tail got carried with at the Boston Celtics. Yeah, oh yeah. Lord. I better I mean, not say that either because then I'm gonna get some no. Boston Celtics. Listen, I already have a. I, I, do, I like Rondo as a point guard, honestly. I mean, uh, he's. I like him because yeah, because of his assist, like his ability to assist. He's kind of that. Yeah. 
He's kind of that point guard that isn't the first. He's his first instinct is not to throw. Yeah, he's, uh, he's trying to set up. everybody else up. He'll he's trying to set everybody else up, and I always love. You know as well as I do. That's the type of point guards I like. Yeah, is uh, the type that'll set things up rather than just try to go down down the court and try to take the first shot they can find. For sure, for sure. So I guess since we already talked about it, I guess we I mean need the to Pelicans are killing it right now. They're two and zero. Yeah, like they're two and zero. So uh, they they might prove us completely wrong this year. I can see uh, them as a number five seed. I can see them as a fifth or sixth seed in the West. Yeah. Well, what the were West. they last year? The eight. Were they, were they the eight last year? Did they play the? No, no, they no. Played no. The they Warriors. won their. No, they won their first. Okay, okay. So I guess you would probably put that at four and five, and then oh. I guess he must. They must have won. As a fifth seed, and then had to play the number one seed Warriors. Yeah, they played the out. Warriors. I knew that. So, um, which I mean, you can't really blame a team to lose to the Warriors last year because yeah, didn't they ended up? I think they only lost one game, or did they not lose any games in the playoffs last year? I want to say they lost. No, well, they lost. They lost one somewhere. No, oh, Houston took them to seven. Didn't they? Did they? Or is it? No, nah, I'm thinking of Cleveland last year. That like only lost like one or lost either one game or no game. Nah, Cle- uh, Cleveland went to seven too. Well, crap. That was the year before. That was year, year before. before. Uh, year before. Yeah. God, this is second year week. I, I messed up my stats, man. Yeah, the year before, I think the Warriors only lost to uh, to the Cavs yeah. in the finals. I messed up. I messed up stats with Alabama last week, and I messed up stats with NBA this week, man. Yeah. I got I got to get caught back up on them. Yeah. No, I mean, I think Anthony Davis is great. And yeah. I w- like I say, I wish the Pelicans were better. We wish like, the front office yeah. had the money to spend to get the people that yeah. they need. I don't know what it's going to take. I I wish they were better because I've tried to follow the Pelicans and I just like they always wanted to let me down. Yeah, what other what other team has the Smoothie King Stadium? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and he's probably going to leave us a one-star review after that. Oh but, yeah, like, oh yeah. No well, badmouth Smoothie yeah. King. We will. No, I ain't badmouthing Smoothie King now. I, I, I don't even know what Smoothie King is. What kind of hippie crap is that? No, it's actually a really good smoothie store. I don't. What is a smoothie? It's fruit and yogurt. I gotta stop hanging out with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I guess all that to say is like. We at the we're the types where like we look at the Pelicans. We both actually really want the Pelicans to do well. Yeah, no, we it's just the it front just office is not really <laughs> helping us out with anything here. What's this yeah. we you speak of? I don't want the Pelicans to do well. You don't want any NBA team to do well. No, you're wrong. I want the Atlanta Hawks to do well. Like I said, you don't team. want any NBA team to do well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, the, I'm the, leaving the a one star review on my own uh, podcast. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. will say they no, had no, Trey Young. I mean, Trey Young is they, the first Trey rookie Young, Trey Young played to really make over well 30 the points night. in the season so far. Yeah, hey, yeah. they can't be doing worse than LeBron yeah. right now. What's yeah, he again? I was about to say Atlanta might be the only team that's more disappointing than New Orleans to, <laughs> to me. I mean, can't be any worse uh, than the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, man, we're we're gonna get we're gonna get shredded. Uh, somebody, in, in the somebody who the ain't never somebody who ain't never played sports I, I in their life, but they fans. know stats. Yeah, they're gonna be like, I can't believe you said this about this person. I'm gonna be like. Come on! I will. I will stand. I will only stand behind one statement that I've made in this NBA conversation so far, and that's the Sacramento Kings. All right, fight me. Yeah, they're they're terrible. Fight me on that. They've been terrible. The Hawks ain't as terrible as they used to be. Y'all better take it back. They've got a lot of young talent that they're trying. They had that one year where they were the one seed that they were incredible, and then they 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 crapped out in the playoffs. 
Listen, and they haven't been good since. Listen, Atlanta, <laughs> Atlanta juju is bad right now, but the Braves have brought back some good juju for a little bit. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, everybody got... thought that with the Hawks too. Now I'm, I think the Braves are young in their prime position uh, to uh, to succeed for the next several years. Uh, got a big I'm, off season coming up, but I'm just saying. There's a possibility for some good juju to come back to no, for, Atlanta. For the Hawks right now, they're in a good position because, like like we kind of been saying, you know, with LeBron leaving the Cavs, yeah. that kind of leaves a power hole right there. Yeah, no, the East is prime for the taking. Like, you got Boston and you got Toronto, right. who are your top two dogs. Like, if you can get anywhere close to those guys, then, like, you're fine. Like, like let's be honest, that those two teams, I look at those – and I say to myself, those are more doable to beat than what what the Cavs have been in the past, because the Cavs were able to get some people together, and they well, were a team that you couldn't. Neither beat. of those teams have LeBron either, so well, <laughs> that I makes mean, it yeah, easier like to neither, beat. Well, I mean, both teams still had to like end up fighting their way through the playoffs too. Yeah, and that's the thing I think that I'm looking at for kind of our Atlanta Hawks fans is that they're in a good position to kind of. Take things just to yeah, understand not that this like, year, but like yeah. if you get another uh, you got pretty a good, good draft Trae pick Young. next year, uh, you got Trey Young. Yeah, and you got a few more people to draft. I'm not quite sold on Trey Young. Like he had a great game the other night, but uh, he's gonna have to do it for a whole season. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> you know me just as well as anybody. Yeah. I'm I'm probably the toughest reviewer on yeah. rookie rookie power. Whenever everybody's yeah. following this rookie for a sensation, I'm like. Uh, yeah. Let's let's give him. He's, a few he's more gonna games. have to have a Donovan Mitchell type season for me to like buy yeah. in on him. Uh, so, so. But yeah, I mean that's that's our NBA yeah, talk. Uh, oh no no, we still we st- we still got some stuff in the <laughs> NBA to talk about. We we got uh we got L A and Houston thro- throwing shots the other night. So we got some suspensions some down crap. today, oh man. Like that's. That's the. I mean, it's the best NBA fight since uh, Malice at the Palace. <laughs> like, I mean, you actually saw a couple sh- some shots. No, land. it was a lot of it was yeah. a lot of hate going around, and it yeah. started very early. Thanks. To, it wasn't uh, just the pushing and shoving and like swinging and missing. It was like you had some dudes land. Like Rondo landed that first shot, and then he got caught with a couple upper uppercuts late. Brandon Ingram came in there with a dangerous shot. Speaking of yeah. that, that's the whole person that started this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, pushed was James Brandon Harden Ingram. for no reason. He he was just mad. And Not even Stevenson. Everybody yeah. would think Stevenson yeah, would Stevenson be the one to start this, this crap. Court. He walked uh, away from it. He was like, no, man, uh, new team, I ain't doing this no more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brandon Ingram uh, started the whole thing, and like as they were kind of getting him away, uh, supposedly, and like there's – a little bit of video evidence, not a lot. Like you really can't tell a lot from the slowed down video uh, that Rajon Rondo spit on Chris Paul, yeah. and then Chris Paul put his finger in his face and like was like poking his face, like and poked then, him in the actual eye, like yeah, like poked him in, in the eye. eye, and then Rondo backed up and threw the left and caught Chris Paul clean across the chin, and then uh, then everything. Rondo started swinging, uh, Chris Paul started swinging, LeBron grabbed Chris Paul. But before LeBron pulled him away, Chris Paul got a couple uppercuts in. Which I think he drew LeBron's some, actually he drew in a lot of blood. trouble by Lakers fans. Oh, for pulling, uh, for pulling Chris, Paul. Chris Paul and not trying to pull away his. Uh, well, the, uh, the other guys had Rondo. He was in a better, better spot. It was yeah. one of those things where, like, I thought it was ridiculous that people were getting on yeah. LeBron for. And Chris like, Paul's one of LeBron's best friends. Yeah. Like, he's he's gonna take his. He's his gonna buddy. be the guy that cools this whole thing yeah. down. 
Yeah, LeBron. LeBron's gonna take Chris Paul, and LeBron's gonna cool him down because yeah. LeBron and Chris Paul vacation together, uh, yeah. and Carmelo's over there. Uh, Carmelo had Rondo, and uh, and LeBron. Which Melo had, uh, almost started a fight with. Yeah, him. yeah, because uh, Ron- was- yeah, Rondo just keep drawing. <laughs> yeah, I think Melo was trying to be the guy, the LeBron, and take uh, the other guy away and cool him down. But uh, then it it almost started up again. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I think I think uh, the one of the Chris Paul shots drew some blood on Rondo. They said when he went to the locker room, he had a towel over his mouth, uh, I mean, like he was bleeding it, from his mouth a little bit. So. I could say like if he if he was biting his tongue, like that uppercut was good enough to where if he wasn't yeah, care about where his he tongue caught him was, pretty good, he'd get him. Yeah. But so uh, Rondo so, calls and things happen again. Been doing that yeah. since what? Yeah. Con- now, Rondo con- and Paul have always had like, yeah, this they've beef always. because when he was in New Orleans, uh, whenever uh, Chris Paul was in New Orleans and uh, Rondo's Celtics beat him, Rondo said, oh, everybody's over here talking about Chris Paul being the best point guard. He said, but he doesn't have a ring, uh, basically. And he's like, he's never going to get a ring because he's never going to be on a team that's good enough. He said, I got two rings. Or he said, I got yeah. a ring. <laughs> like, uh, And he also said uh, something about the – he said, yeah, Rondo, uh, he said, uh, Chris Paul hit me and caught me pretty good. He said, it didn't hurt, though. Uh, he said, it probably would have hurt a lot worse if he had a ring on his hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Rondo's still talking. Well, and Rondo even said something after this fight. He was talking about it. He That's was what like, I'm saying. It was this yeah. fight that he said that. Like, Yeah, well, like, uh, the, the quote that I ended up reading was he was talking about uh, saying, he's like, Chris Paul isn't as nice a person as people think he is. Yeah, he was saying everybody like, gives Chris Paul the benefit of the doubt. Everybody thinks Chris Paul is the saint, and he's not. Yeah, he's like, he's actually Rondo treats said. his team like crap. And I was just sitting there, I was like, what? Yeah, I, yeah like, I, I don't know. Dude, you're the one that's <laughs> trying Rondo's to pick a fight with Chris Humphreys last year. Yeah, like, I think Rondo's just trying to stir the pot. I mean, uh, yeah. Because that, that's Rondo. Rondo's the, the scrappy he's guy the that's going to talk. He's the yeah. polar guy that like is going to bring that out in you. Yeah, so. he's that guy that's going to try to get in your head and talk. And he did. <laughs> Which is fine. Like, I'll, I'm kind of interested to see what the Warriors and the Lakers are going to look like whenever the Lakers can kind of solidify this team. Yeah, the Lakers started off, like, starting off 0-3 right yeah, now. That, that's a, I, First time LeBron started 0-3 since I'm his first two years in the league. I'm going to be and hope for the best. But I'm just sitting here looking at it. You're going to have Stevenson, Ingram, and Rondo yeah. all being a pain in the side of uh, the Warriors. JaVale I'm kind of curious to see if they're going to be able to keep a level head because no offense to Steph Curry. He's shown that whenever he gets frustrated, he doesn't exactly yeah, act out yeah, the best I mean, way. Yeah, he you can get in his head, you can get in Draymond Green's head. Yeah, you uh, get both of those heads, you you rattle, you yeah. rattle that team. Yeah, you can get them, you can get them to play chippy with you. Now I will say, they they're gonna have to be careful about Durant, because unlike <laughs> unlike unlike Green and unlike Curry, Durant yeah. doesn't play around about that crap. Yeah, and that's the funny thing to me that a lot of people are kind of making jokes about with Durant. I'm like, Durant's one that doesn't like those head games. Yeah, he's out there just to play, and if you try to play head games with him, I just don't think it's going to end well for anybody that tries to do that kind of stuff to him. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, and Clay Thompson just seems unfazed by all of it. He just seems like he doesn't hear anything. Like, <laughs> I don't know. What was uh, it that uh, whenever Bleacher Report did that little funny little musical thing with uh, the Warriors, and it's like. All of them are vampires, and like Clay Thompson's just like Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, all right. So now I think we're done talking about the NBA. Yeah. We we had to talk about the fight. 
I didn't want us to no, get away without under, talking about it. That's understandable. Because we missed la- we didn't talk about Khalid McGregor last week, so we had to talk about one fight. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like we left, and I was like, man, we didn't talk about the Khalid McGregor thing. But uh, are we not yeah. going to talk about it now? No, it's over. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's, it's a little late out. to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Khalid jumped out of the cage, went after Conor McGregor's trainer. Connor uh, threw a shot at another guy. They both got suspended. They're both probably reinstated by now. <laughs> well, especially after Khabib. So sat it's on just top all Dana White's car. Yeah, it's just all a setup for their second fight. Like yeah. it's all a setup for the next one. Um, so um, yeah, so I guess we got a World Series next, which is uh, which is on. Is that it? Okay. Yeah, World all Series right. next. Uh, so uh, we won't won't. No spoilers, I guess. Right? Now. Well, I mean, it's two to one right now. Uh, yeah, Boston in the third inning. Uh, yeah, LA is um, looking like they uh, they they could have a they could get a couple. LA's out of in here. position right now to yeah, do something. Two right runners here. on, one out, and Machado up. Well, real quick before we let anything happen too much more, uh, let's talk predictions real quick, guys. What you yeah. got for the World Series? I got I'm, you go. I'm gonna say socks and six. Right, Sox and six. I wanted to go seven. I just think Boston's a little bit too too deep uh, offensively. Fair uh, I do think I do think LA has the pitching advantage, especially in uh, starters. Uh, back into the bullpen, it's kind of tip for tat. They're both pretty even back there. Yeah. You got Kimbrel coming out of Boston's pen. You got uh, Jansen coming out of LA. Jansen's been hittable this year, so has Kimbrel. So you never really know. So you get some late game fireworks. Yeah. Connor, what you got? Dodgers in seven. Dodgers in seven. So you think they're actually going to be able to take one in Boston? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> me personally, I think it's going to be uh, – I think it's Red Sox in seven. Uh, the only reason I think that is because I think Boston's going to find it a little hard to take one over there from California, take that California love it's away. Tough place to play. I mean, can, can we just talk about how picturesque this – this World Series wound up for the MLB. Oh yeah, like, yeah. We've been this talking about the, this for like a week. Yeah, now. this is the best possible scenario for Major League Baseball. Uh, yes, it's fun to see some of the lower market teams like last year when Houston got in and uh, like the the David versus Goliath yeah, type and then thing. You had like but, the Kansas City before that. And yeah, stuff like that. But you have Los Angeles, the Dodgers, and the Red Sox, like two of the classic MLB program, MLB like systems. Yeah. Like, you well, got blue versus red. You got West Coast versus East Coast in two of the most picturesque venues in the in the sport, in Fenway Park and in Dodger Stadium. Like, it, it's – wow. I mean, you couldn't pick yeah. a better stage in October. Well, and I think they said, like, they hadn't played each other in the World Series since, like, what, 19 – I want to say 1916 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. It, it's crazy. It's a long time. It was one of those moments where I was just like, my gosh um, – yeah, and it's just such a like I mean just you look at it it just has this classic feel. You got a ton of young stars. So, the MLB has been complaining about not having any young stars to market like uh earlier in the season Rob Manfred said that he uh he didn't think Mike Trout was very marketable. And I was like, "Well, one reason he's not in the playoffs. Two yeah. reasons he, Mike Trout's just a boring guy. Like <laughs> he's the greatest baseball player of our generation, but he's just boring. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't really say approach anything. the press and like, yeah, like the guy's been with an Angels team that could have been doing better, and he could have said a lot about the Angels organization, and we could all look at him and be like, 
He's yeah, right. About how I think Mike Sosha is the most underachieving manager yeah. ever. Uh, he has say, one World Series and had plenty of great teams. Yeah, he didn't make the playoffs with them. He can even talk smack about some of the players, and we'd be like, "Well, he ain't wrong. Yeah. It's Mike Trout. <laughs> like, who's yeah. gonna go against the guy that's got uh, the stats for it? Ooh, yeah, that's they be actually. Uh, that's a not top ten. Yeah, they actually just hired uh, Brad Osmus, uh, former yeah. Detroit manager, uh, former Detroit catcher. Yeah, uh, and a lot, well. a lot of teams are kind of making moves in the MLB during the offseason. Like, I love that we have, like, such a great World Series on, but, like, these other teams are kind of licking their chops at next season making some moves. Yeah, the Reds just hired a new manager. Uh, everybody seems to be moving towards this new analytical style of baseball, uh, just emphasizing analytics. I kind of almost uh, want to call this the 3.0 stage because you had yeah. the The, the Braves extended Billy Brian B. Snicker. Yeah. Uh, Brian Snicker's not a big like analytic guy, but he he understands like he's made statements like, oh, I understand that I need to know analytics and that that's the way that everything's moving. Yeah, uh, you got to so. be able to look at a guy and all right, well if this pitcher's throwing like a cutter and this is his major thing, I'm not going to start this guy in my batting lineup tonight because yeah. he can't handle it. You got to be able to look at analytics. You got to be able to look at these kind of details nowadays to make sure that your lineup is as deadly as possible. Yeah, for sure. And then you had Miami pick up a couple of Cuban players. Uh, yeah, Miami went uh, and got the uh, the Mesa brothers. Yeah, uh, from uh, from Cuba, uh, Victor Victor Mesa and Victor Mesa Jr. They're <laughs> brothers. Hey, with interesting names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them na- one of them's name is Victor Victor, and one of them's name is Victor Jr. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, I I love this move by Miami. Um, Hopefully they're starting to realize that, or I'm hoping yeah. that they're starting to I, have realize. We talked what about, have we talked about our views on Miami on the podcast? Really? No, we haven't, we haven't? Really talked about like what we consider Miami. Okay. I don't know. Do we really want to do this right now? Because we've already kind of gotten in trouble with the NBA talk earlier in this podcast. Do we I really, really want to dive I don't, in I don't on know Miami? of anybody that's a Miami fan that listens, but like, I mean, we're not really okay. criticizing. Well. We're, kind of criticizing okay, we're criticizing the ownership group. The right? the old ownership group. Yeah. The new one seems to be moving in a correct direction. Um, because, like, I mean, I think they're following exactly what our plan was. Like, look, last year, I think whenever uh, the Marlins had their fire sale, Glenn and I came up with it. Yeah. We were like, they should just give us the GM controls because <laughs> we know exactly what, what to do yeah. to bring fans in to, uh, to Miami. One, they finally got rid of that stupid center. They finally field. got rid of the stupid sculpture. God. Like, the, that's the best news coming out of Miami. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they signed the Mesa <laughs> Whatever Brothers. Whatever about the Mesa they, Brothers. They got rid of the, scu- the center field sculpture, sculpture. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah. But all right, so first thing they got rid of the sculpture. Second thing, they're focusing internationally on Latin America and the uh, the islands that are right off the coast of Miami. Yeah, uh, that's where their main focus is, and that that's where I think we thought that their main focus should be. Well, that was is, the biggest thing was like whenever Puerto Rico and Cuba yeah. played each other in the World Baseball Classic two oh years ago. Oh my gosh! Yes, you couldn't hear a dadgum thing from that from Marlins. Uh, Baseball field. Yeah. The the Latin American culture in the, the Miami area is so strong. 
Like, you, you could see in the World Baseball Classic, they filled that stadium up. I don't know if the Marlins have ever had a sellout or right. ever even close to a sellout because nobody shows up to Marlins games. You know how they would show up to Marlins games? If they had a ton of guys uh, there that were from the Latin American culture and the, that those guys could cheer for. Right. They had when, when Jose Fernandez, uh, rest in peace, yeah, Jose. Rest in peace, Jose. Uh, like, when Jose Fernandez was there, it was Jose Day. Like and everybody would come out. Like that was the closest they've ever had to being like sold out. Yeah, because he he was one of them. He was a Latin American guy from that culture, and yeah, like he was it, that champion right there. Yeah, that's what. If I'm Derek Jeter, that's what I'm focusing on. Like, yeah, do whatever you're gonna do in the draft, but focus your energy, focus your funds on developing these Latin American players from these countries, from Puerto Rico, from Cuba, from the Dominican Republic, from Venezuela, right. from all these places down there where you have such a thick, vibrant uh, Latin American culture, play to the culture in your city if you're trying, because their big thing is like, oh, well, we, have to, we haven't been selling tickets because we're not winning. Well, you know what? Those Latin American cats, they, they can play some baseball. Yeah. Like, you see that they're making well, impacts I mean, on every, every major league team. Like name me a player and like that. Name me a team that doesn't have a Latin American star. Like, well, I mean, look at the, just look at the world, the last World Baseball Classic. You had yeah. like look at all the teams that made it to the finals, like to the closer to the end. You had Puerto Rico. Yeah. You had Colombia. You had Venezuela. Like you yeah. had all of these guys competing, and I think that's to me kind of what we were talking about. You got to tap into that because now that you're tapping into it. Another thing I think I discussed with you like about the money with money will take care of itself. Yeah. The, the 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 tickets will sell if you give these people something to cheer about. Yeah, because I think I was talking to you about this as well. Like on top of trying to get this talent that they can kind of be like, this is our team. Yeah. By getting like the Mesa brothers and kind of working a little bit. Why is Miami not trying to organize games in Cuba? Why is yeah, Miami not sure. trying to organize games in Puerto Rico? For sure. I get that the game is already developed there. Yeah, and I get that they've already got their own leagues, but come on, you realize you tell you tell Cuba and the national team and just tell the nation, hey, we are bringing the Mesa brothers and like maybe a few more talents from Cuba. We're bringing them back home. They're going to be playing against the Atlanta Braves. It's a divisional yeah. thing. People would sell out. I'm willing yeah. to bet that you choose any baseball stadium in Cuba, that thing's going to sell out, and people sure. are going to go watch that game for sure. I mean, and just talking about Latin American stars in general in baseball, like they're huge. You got Ronald Acuna Jr. now for the Braves. Javi uh, Baez. Javi Baez. Uh, Ozzy Albies for the Braves again. And uh, Ender Inciarte is from uh, is a Latin American. I like, mean, I mean, it's just so Manny there's Machado. so many, such a vibrant culture down there. Uh, Francisco Lindor for Cleveland. Yeah, uh, nothing made me crack up as much as the Puerto Rican team. When I think it was Machado Yachty. threw that down, or yeah, Yadi yeah. Molina threw that thing down to Javi, and Javi didn't even look at the runner. Yeah, yeah, just he a no look, catching, stealing, like, like I mean, I mean, there's such an incredible, it's, incredible it's so culture in Miami, like the incredible, vibrant Latin American culture, the di diversity that's down there. You have to play to that diversity, and I think today, uh, or well, the signing of the Mesa brothers, I think that is the first step of many that's going to engage that Miami community right. to, to coming out to those games and spending money and uh, creating a a vibrant, thriving franchise in Miami. Well, and it helps that you got rid of your larger contracts where you had like D. Gordon. 
yeah. Giancarlo Stanton. Like, you yeah. got rid of and, your huge And, like, I understand out. for the diehard Miami fans that were down there that that hurt. Yeah. Like, that's You cry. You cry but, whenever you have to give that up. Yeah, but better days are coming. If they continue down this path of focusing on this Latin American culture and bringing guys in that the people in Miami are going to buy into and they're going to invest in, and that that's going to be their guy, like, I mean, the, better days are coming. Yeah. Like the the sunrise is coming. I hate to use an overused phrase, but it's you, you got to trust the process. Yeah. You got to trust uh, like I know, I know. Yeah. Every all of a sudden everybody flashes back to like 76ers and all that stuff, trust the yeah. process. But you got to like I, Hey, they got good though. <laughs> yeah. Eventually. Eventually. Um but I mean, anytime that you see a failing like professional team like NFL, MLB and stuff like that, yeah, that's. I think that's where me and you kind of first go to it. Is like, all right, well, where, what's going wrong? Like, it doesn't matter if a team is losing. Like, let. I hate to pick on them again. Let's look at the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, they they had horrible last few seasons. Their fans are still there though. But people are still buying tickets to go watch They're Cleveland still play. There. And that's the thing though. It's like you gotta play into. You gotta look at your city. You gotta look at your area and realize. All right. What would they consider kind of like those heroes? Yeah, those. That's one thing the Browns people. do right is they got they got them loyal fans and they know how to keep them. Yeah, like as bad as they are, <laughs> like they they have the fans. Like well, the fans show up. Yeah, uh, Miami doesn't have that, and they have to create that. Right, like, and I, I think this is a step to create it. Now, th- this is just you and me just pulling this out. Like, oh, I think this would work because there's such a vibrant culture down there of this latin american world yeah almost and i mean i'm, I'm gonna kind of keep a close eye on this because i do want to like i'll probably start trying to look into it a little bit more and just kind of see what the marlin fan base is going to do in response because i mean this is just the beginning like off season technically still hasn't even hit yet so a lot yeah. of their moves aren't even going to be happening yeah. yet uh, yeah I, th- I think if uh if you ask Marlins fans to grade Derek Jeter on his first year, it probably would have been as low as it it, it could go. Uh, yeah. that I don't think anybody was very uh, very fond of what he did. Uh, sending away Yelich, I mean, and especially after Yelich is probably going to win the MVP this year. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it's uh, it's it's it a was tough, interesting. Yeah. It, it's it was tough. a fire sale to start with. Now I'm hoping that the Braves can benefit uh, and give them a couple prospects for JT Real Muto. Because uh, I'm a big Real Muto fan. Uh, twenty, I mean, he's like 27, a catcher. He's under control for the next couple years. He's in his prime. Uh, the Braves really need a catcher. Uh, they're bringing Tyler Flowers back, but I, I think that would be a great move to go down there and get him. Uh, it's going to take a lot. Okay, okay. But yeah, I'm still stuck on uh, thinking about games being played in Cuba. Um, they're playing in Japan next year with Oakland A's and the Seattle Mariners. And then uh, I think San Diego Padres are trying to play a little bit more in Mexico lately as well. So loving that the game's kind of getting out there a little bit more. So hopefully they can make it back to Cuba and maybe even Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome to see. Awesome to see. Yeah, this World Series is looking really good. A one-run game here in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, so uh, we're going uh, to get out of here, here in a few minutes, and we're going we're gonna to finish watching this thing. Yeah. But before we do that, we've got to talk about a little bit of co- college football. Uh, uh, right. Oh, uh, Ohio State and uh, Ohio State lost by thirty. Uh, yeah. Somebody Jeez. could say they 
dropped the ball. Roll credits. So yeah, that's uh, that's Connor's dropped the ball for this <laughs> no, week. No, 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 no. There were there was two there was uh, two there balls two. Well, that dropped. Your, okay, dropped the ball. All right, the the uh, people at the Shanghai Open who made that Dagum Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> y'all dropped a ball. All right, y'all messed up. You done messed up, y'all. That was nasty. Y'all be ashamed of yourself. Y'all all be ashamed of yourself. Shanghai, get your crap together. Be grown men. Don't be children making phallic objects for trophies. That girl won that trophy. Y'all being nasty. All right. And then Ohio State, they dropped the ball also. That's it. Dropped the ball. Ends yeah, now. Ohio State dropped the ball, lost about 30 points. Alabama rolled. They were dominant. Auburn bounced back with a big win. Florida State won. Uh, Florida State won uh, for Glenn. Connor, is your dogs on a bye? Yeah, they were on a bye. They were on a bye week, so they, they come back Jake, this week. Jake from Head still lost. <laughs> yeah, they were on a bye, still lost. Come on. Man. Yeah, listen, Jake from Jake from posted on Instagram, bro, be out on the field practicing. You look terrible last week. Come on. Yeah. Jack Wagon. Well. Yeah. So there we go. All right, and now we got uh so that that's college football. That's really kinda all that happened, yeah, really. That was a wasn't big a super exciting week. Uh not a ton of it like the only there was only one really big upset yeah. and it was Ohio State. Uh, uh tensions in Ohio State are uh are super rising. High right now. So uh yeah. Urban Meyer and uh Ohio State not getting along real well right now. No. It looks like the uh well, it's not even really the beginning of the end. It's more kind of like the middle of the end. Like yeah. the the end start, the end looks like it's coming. It's gonna uh, it's starting to fall apart. Yeah, it's, um, uh, UAB is six and one. Talking yeah, about UAB stories. beat North Texas. Is that does that lock them in to the? It uh, doesn't lock CUSA? them in. But I mean, if you look at who they have left to play, they have UTEP, and then I think Southern Miss. So they got a really good shot of going to the CUSA championship game yeah. after uh, this week, beating, knocking off North Texas. Yeah, it was definitely a revenge game. They were able to yeah. take that, so that was excellent. Troy's undefeated. Uh, really? I think so. Man, think undefeated. Let's see. I thought I just got a notification about that earlier. I mean, if they are, then I mean, I don't know what Auburn's doing, but they need to pick up because UAB and Troy both being as good as they are right now. Yeah, state of Alabama is looking pretty strong, um, being able to hold. Yeah, down. Troy's actually playing right now. They're playing South Alabama at halftime. They're not undefeated. They're undefeated in conference, I think. Okay. They're uh, five and two. South well, Alabama's two and five. Uh, it's thirty-one seventeen halftime right now. All right, so they're bowl eligible basically. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Sorry to all the South Alabama people, but I mean Troy's looking good right now. Yeah. So a big in-state rivalry game tonight uh, happening right now. Yeah, that's uh, Troy and South Alabama. Yeah. So. Um, that's big. Yeah, that's interesting. Tuesday night. Yeah, uh, kind of a Tuesday kind of a night weird football night. game. Yeah. So um, uh, I kind of wanted to get into it since I, is that all the uh, college football stories that we were going to kind of talk about right there? Yeah, I think so. Uh, we're running out of time, which is kind of why we're rushing yeah. through college football. Not a ton to talk about. Gus is kind of on the hot seat, but yeah. he bounced back a little bit this week. We'll kind of we'll um, kind of give more opinions on our college football stuff in the next coming weeks because that's where the matchups that we're kind of waiting for. Yeah. There with the uh, the only other thing is the Jim Cavell thing, or uh, whatever his name was, the uh, the political commentator that said that the SEC was colluding with Alabama uh, to make Alabama win, which is just an asinine statement. Yeah. Uh, Tom Foolery. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's terrible. Like, I mean, 
collusion. Like he's like he even went back to like 2009 or something and said that the SEC's been colluding with Alabama since 2009 to uh, get Alabama as many championships as possible. And he he said that because of the uh, Trevian White being suspended for the first half, which I don't think the hit was targeting. And everybody's citing the Mac Wilson hit that was a similar hit. I don't think that was targeting either. I think they were both football plays. Yeah. Uh, I think just, White was actually kind of pulling up whenever he hit the guy. Uh, it it was a bad call. It's a bad call that doesn't mean that there was collusion. That doesn't mean it there collusion. was a conspiracy just, yeah. to keep him out for the first half of the Alabama game. That means the officials messed up. That means the officials are human. Yeah. For <laughs> me, it's, there's it's human those, error. For me, the thing that it is is – Whenever you get that thing where it's saying that fr- that he's suspended for the first half, that's where the front office needs to be coming in, doing stuff. But for me personally, yeah, there it needs goes to be back le- to there needs to be levels of the targeting penalty. What? Uh, yeah, it, it would f- he'll fix it a little bit because yeah. if there was a level to the targeting penalty and this by definition was targeting, which Marcus Spears says by definition it is targeting. Uh, he's an LSU guy, and he's like, yeah, I hate it too, but by definition, the, yeah. they got it right. But this, if, if there yeah. was a level, this would be the lowest level of targeting, and right. he probably wouldn't be suspended. And that's and that's um, kind of where I, I'm just kind of like, this is where me and you have constantly had these yeah. talks, and I mean, that we they listeners have heard us talk about it. This is constantly stuff like this is where I'm just kind of looking at the NCAA and looking at this rule and just being like, all right, look, there needs to be a rule in place. I understand that, but like we do need to kind of work on that. Like this rule does need to be worked on moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of, kind of improving it. Absolutely. So we'll end tonight on a uh, a fun note. We posted a discussion board uh, or a discussion post earlier in the week, and uh, we got some really great responses from some of you. We'll read some of those. Yeah, shout uh, out to everybody so, that actually. Yeah, we got to talking. Uh, God, something happened. Uh, what was it? Uh, somebody released a new uniform or something. Yeah, was it was it Oregon that we were talking about their new uniforms and we just kind of got it going on it or was it the? <sighs> I want to say it was something else. Uh, anyways, we got talking about uniforms and we kind of started exchanging what we thought were the best and what were the worst and. Uh, yeah, so we decided to post the discussion because everybody's got their opinions on what the best and uh, worst uniforms are. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we got some great uh, responses on that. Um, shout out to. Jonathan Eastwood, he's talking about New Zealand's uh, rugby team, the All Blacks. The All Blacks, yeah. Which I gotta admit, man, I sit there and see that. Uniforms. It's intimidating. It's yeah. really intimidating. Yeah, when I made the post, I tried to put some pictures of some really terrible uniforms and some really good ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I think the first one. Uh, uh, was that supposed was, to be? Oh, that, that's the Denver Broncos. Yeah, uh, with the uh, the yellow and the brown and the uh, their the quote unquote vertical throwbacks. striped socks. Yeah, th- those are their throwbacks, throwbacks, the Broncos throwbacks. Yeah, I know you can't tell that it's the Broncos, but it's the Broncos. I keep forgetting <laughs> about Seattle Sonics. I love those jerseys, man. Yeah, yeah, those, that, that was an example of a good one. Uh, Notre Dame is a good one. It's a classic. Uh, the Mexican national team uh, with yeah. the uh, the zigzag uh, oh, chevron man. multicolored pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, love them or hate them, I think they could be good and bad. The Maryland uh, Pride uh, jerseys. Oh, yeah, the, the state uh, flag. The state flag. Yeah. Uh, like, I like it, but it's also, like, that helmet it's kind of crazy. I'm sorry, like, but that helmet is gaudy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, uh, I like it, though. Yeah. Like, it's ugly, but I like that it's ugly. <laughs> I got I to gotta hand it to Brian Thurman. I'm going through the comments, kind of seeing okay. who all says what. 
Uh, I oh, gotta, yeah, we got like 29 comments on yeah, this stuff. I got to agree with Bryant Thurman, though. Those Miami Vice uniforms that Miami Heat had last year. Looked really those cool. Are, those were a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah um, Christopher East, uh, the England uh, national team logo. I like that one, the three lines. The three lines is always kind of that iconic look that I like. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure our friend Simon is going to really appreciate us yeah. saying that we like his uh, his his country's yeah. look. Um, There's one I never thought about whenever I posted this was like boxers entering the ring, like uh, Floyd Mayweather's blue snake skin. Yeah, uh, I like that one. That, that <laughs> one's kind of cool. I, I just I didn't think about athletes like the uh, boxers entering the ring whenever I was thinking about uniforms, but like I love it. Yeah, like, I mean that that's definitely th- one thinking yeah. outside the box that Christopher got. Um, yeah, I have to I have to agree with Neil Embry on this, and I think I think everybody's in accordance. Tampa Bay Buccaneers creamsicle look. Yes. <laughs> they're so bad, they're good. <laughs> the players even said it. He was like, uh, I can't remember who it was. It was a defensive lineman for the Buccaneers back in those days. He was like, man, when I found out that I got drafted by the Buccaneers and I realized I had to wear that thing. Wear <laughs> those creamsicles, yeah. He was like, I wanted to get traded so bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's bad. As far as color schemes, one of my least favorites is Virginia Tech. Like the the dark purple and like the burnt orange or the like okay, the so maroon the burnt orange. Okay, it's like it's supposed to be maroon, but it's not really maroon. It's like a purplish. Yeah, it's maroon. purple. Yeah, it's like purple and like burnt orange, and it's not good. See, you go with that, <laughs> and I go with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, like they're they're the not really appealing. You chose you brown and orange. Brown and orange. Yeah, uh, like uh, which Oregon? Um, I can't remember who put Oregon. Chris. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Chris again. <laughs> Uh, Jared put up some classic ones, kind of like the Yankees look. Yeah, Yankee like stripe, it, you can't. if you're going baseball, there's so many really good ones. Oh, what we were talking about, I, I know how the conversation started again. is because there, the right? there was a leaked Miami new logo yeah. where they were changing their colors again and their logo again after they did it only like, what, six years ago? Yeah, Something once like they that. Like officially decided to move to stay Miami, yeah. not Florida. Yeah, and I was talking about it. I don't like the Miami's. I think Miami is probably the worst uniform in Major League Baseball right now. Uh, it's like they were trying to go for like a new age. Yeah, look, I just, just don't. I don't work. like the color combination. I think it looks a little cheesy. Their old one, like the teal and black, I loved it. Uh, and then uh, like they even had like a pinstripe look that went with the it. They had black right. pinstripes. It it was awesome. And then I I just don't like the way they moved into like the orange and black and green. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just I don't like that one. I think they were trying to like place themselves as Miami's team and not just like the state of Florida. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I mean I understand that, but like nah, I still I wish they had kept the color scheme at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna go scheme, something outrageous, like I, I kind yeah. of agree with the outrageousness of like the the Sonics, Seattle Sonics. Yeah, like you got green, green and, yellow. and yellow. Like yeah. you might as well go out there and be bodacious with it. Yeah, not just uh, and, uh like if you're talking college football, another classic Penn State, just like the all whites. See, I feel uh, that way about Army. With yeah, the Golden Knights. You just Black got the gold, gold helmet. Classic NFL. Well, not classic because it's only been the last uh, twenty-two years. But you cannot disagree with the all black, or at least the black jerseys from the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, that, the uh, the, jer- yeah, the Atlanta fla- the Atlanta Falcons look clean in that black jersey. Yeah, yeah. I like those they don't days wear them too of, uh, often, but now nah, they're wearing them tonight. I'm keeping yeah. up with it. 
Um, I do like the I do like the classic like Michael Vick like back whenever Michael Vick and yeah. Atlanta were going and you had those black. Jerseys. They had the red helmets with those. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the red helmets oh, yeah. and the black jerseys. Yeah, those 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 look sweet. Uh, um, yeah, well, I, I mean we're we're watching two of the classic uniforms in Major League Baseball right now: Red Sox and Dodgers. Yeah. I'd argue two of the most classic like. Yeah. Y'all, y'all were saying the Yan- that, but the I'm Yankees like, are the most classic. The well, Yankee- obviously, but I'm and the Yankees about two logo of the most. too, like because we talked about logos too, and I think the LA, the interlocked LA yeah. on the Dodgers, the Boston B is classic, yeah. but the Yankees, uh, the, NY. the NY linked together is so is so recognizable. Uh, like it's one of the most recognizable brands in all the sports. So that was actually funny you say that. That's what I was actually about to bring up was uh, after the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Um. Korea had this huge thing going on where they had just got finished opening up a few stores called uh, MLB Korea. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, you got the MLB teams like going over and like working in Asian markets like China and Korea. And then like the more they propagated it, the more you look. And it's like the majority of the stuff is all LA. Yankees. New uh, York, yeah, and it's just it's just that just it's Los all, Angeles and New York. Like the majority of what they're showing, uh, a lot of the like uh, the K-pop stars and stuff like that, yeah. they're all wearing L.A. with like some alternate colors, and then like the New York Yankees with like alternate colors. Yeah. I was like, why are you gonna call yourself like, like I get it, like because it's just yeah. like we said, like those Big are the markets. two most iconic yeah. logos. You're not gonna yeah. go anywhere with the L.A. on your head, and nobody be like, oh yeah, the Dodgers. Yeah, one of my favorite uniforms from uh, like the Braves. Uh, we talk about the Braves a lot. Is the seventy twos, uh, with the the royal blue kind of looking lowercase a, uh, with the white with just the sleeves blue. A lot uh, of people like those. those like I love those. Love those, man. I got four uh, or five in my closet right now. Yeah, th- those are nice. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I guess one other ugly uniform. Uh, Wyoming with that yellow and brown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not a good look. They they look like those uh, those alternates that uh, the Broncos were wearing in the yeah. picture that I posted. Sorry, uh, I've been trying to like while y'all were talking about that, I was trying to rack my brain across the NCAA and just kind of being like, who has some of those uh, uniforms that we kind of look at and we question? I mean, Miami's always had some fire blackout uniform looks, and this year's yeah. blackout uniforms look good too. Yeah, they do. I wish uh, Alabama would do something. The Lakers, gray. yeah, with the gray. Like I don't, uh, I'm not gonna ask. I'm not gonna ask them to do the brown or the black because I yeah. Mean, I see, get I'm not it. a big fan. Like if you have this classic look, I'm not a big fan of changing it up <laughs> a lot. And, and that's fine. Like I just, I guess for me, I would just wish they would add like some type of light gray, kind of like what they do with their baseball uniforms. Yeah. Okay. Like, that that's what that's kind of what I'm asking for. It's just like give it a dash. But yeah, like uh, the Celtics and the Lakers. The Lakers have like recently, like just this year, they're going back to like the kind of the white outlines, almost the Showtime Lakers, yeah, uh, look. Uh, and I really, really like that. And then Boston is obviously they've always been, yeah, they've you always looked the, the same. You got the, uh, the Spurs are classic, just the black and gray. Are we including hockey jerseys? Absolutely, Anaheim Ducks, Anaheim Ducks, the purple and gold or purple and green. It's an interesting color scheme, but the logo is classic. Bro, I'm talking about Uh, them white jerseys, bro. Yeah, Yeah, the new age ones where they're kind of more orange nowadays. Yeah. Um, Uh, If you're talking about NHL, you got to go Red Wings. Uh, Just the all red with uh, with the stripes. For sure. I'm actually going with uh, 
Penguins the Black and Hawks. Bruins in terms of like the classic. Yeah, the Blackhawks, the Bruins always have. Man, the the Blackhawks look pretty Black sweet. The red and black. That's uh, ugly. That's ugly. Hey, you're ugly. ugly. You better hush it up, Chicago. Hey, I'm Preds fan, man. You can't. You can't hey, be listen. Yeah. You listen. I can talk because all right. There are two things I stand beside. Remember, what I said about Sacramento earlier, and what I'm saying right now about Blackhawks. You remember when Atlanta <laughs> had a? Didn't Atlanta have a pro team there for a little bit? Yeah, they turned the into, Atlanta uh, Thunder. Yeah, that's right. That's what they called themselves. Man, that looked like a Dorito a logo. logo no, no, no. It looked like a Dorito logo there for no, a little bit. No, they put a bird on it, man. They put a bird on it? All our Montevallo people. Hashtag keep Montevallo weird. Put a bird on it. Put a bird on it. Um, yeah, no, They uh, Atlanta had one for a little bit, and then they moved up to, uh, they moved up to Can- Canada. I think Edmonton. Is what they where they ended uh, up relocating to, so um, Canada. Well, I mean, it's it's breaking news right here. Blake Griffin scored a career high fifty points tonight. What is Detroit doing right now? I don't know. They just beat the Seventy Sixers one hundred thirty three to one thirty two in overtime. Seventy Sixers, y'all can't be doing that to us. Man. <laughs> yeah, you cannot be letting Detroit take care of business like this. Uh oh. Dodgers and Red Sox. Tie game. Tied game. Tie game in the fifth. Got to say, uh, game one's kind of turning into what yeah. we want. Kevin also Kevin had a comment about the Maryland. He said uh, he likes the fact that they aren't symmetrical. Uh, and I get that. Uh, the state flag uniforms. Uh, I mean, it's like you said. Cool. Like yeah. there's, it's a, it's a weird way of just kind of like getting. I, th- I think they're really intriguing. I just like, I don't know. I don't think they're necessarily like uh, visually appealing, yeah. but. I'm, uh, they're kind of cool. I do need y'all to know I misspoke. Atlanta, the Atlanta hockey team that they used to have was the Atlanta Thrashers. Thrashers. Yeah. Bruh, tell me that don't look like one of them puffed out Doritos they used to sell. I'm telling you, they just put a bird on it, man. Duh, dude. That That's a puffed out Dorito. That's what that looked like. <laughs> I always found it weird that they so put a bird So, Connor, not a fan of the Atlanta, Atlanta Thrashers logo. Nah, just, I'm telling you, bro. I know Doritos, and that's a puffed out Dorito. <laughs> All right, oh so uh, those are some of our uh, our favorite classic uniforms uh, from around all the leagues, and uh, that's gonna be it for this week. So uh, obviously, gotta <laughs> give our thank out thank yous to uh, Southern Inspirations, uh, to uh, yeah Southern Inspirations Rebecca. Like, not gonna find a better person to work with. She's always um, she's always been helping out, and she's still kind of helping out in the background with us on uh, some upcoming stuff. So that's great. Yeah, uh, Action Jackson Brewing. Yeah, uh, definitely look forward to him. Uh, yeah, he, he, he's going to collab on. Actually, so we haven't done the Ultimate Frisbee video, or not the Ultimate, uh, the Disc Golf video yeah. yet, and uh, I think Jackson's actually going to join us for that video uh, now, that initial video. Is this the one yeah. where I wear a kilt this time? Uh, for disc golf? Yeah. Do you want to wear a kilt for disc golf? I don't know. I I mean, you can wear a kilt this. if you want to. Bro, I want to see this. No, nobody can stop you from wearing a kilt. Listen, I got to find one. Nobody can stop you. Nobody Go can buy yourself you a kilt. I, yeah. I kind of want to. <laughs> I want yeah. to. Hey, feast your eyes. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna stop you from going out and getting a kilt and wearing it to play disc golf. Yes, Lord. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'll ask him, Father. <laughs> uh, so uh, so yeah, I think that's uh, that's about all we got. Uh, Do we have, got any more? Uh, huh? Nah, that's good for so, me. I got no more nothing. thank yous or anything. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for participating. I uh, hope we got to your comment on the uh, uniforms. Uh, if we didn't, sorry about it. Uh, 
Andy, we actually do love the uh, the Pelicans. <laughs> uh, please don't give us a three star review. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, that, that's it. Uh, so see you next time.